awesome singing this morning. You may be seated. Well, good morning and welcome to Harmony. I want to wish you a happy new year and I want to thank you for coming out and joining us in person, online, however you're gathering with us. We are thrilled that you are here with us today and I want to uh, wish you a happy new year and I believe that uh, Jesus is Lord of all, right? And just as he was Lord of 2021, he's going to be Lord of 2022 and no matter where we're at, no matter what's going on, we can trust him no matter what. Well, today as we come in uh, and as you leave a uh, a little bit later, you'll have the opportunity uh, to uh, pick up a Bible reading guide and plan. Uh, and this is just going to be something that will guide you throughout the year. Uh, we're providing these as we get started in January. It's just a, a little guide to uh, help you read some of the Bible each and every day and then have an opportunity to reflect, uh, think about it, and make some application to your life. And I believe that it will help us go a little bit deeper in God's word as we journey throughout uh, this year. So pick one of these up on your way out. Remember, uh, we've got 28 acts of prayer taking place, and that is just one chapter of the book of Acts a day. Take some time, think about it, pray about some of the things that are mentioned there, and then we're asking you, uh, and you'll find that in, in this guide, uh, each day, there, there's just a, a little topic for you to pray about along with your normal personal prayer time. We believe that this will help elevate our efforts in, in becoming more of what God wants us to be and to make disciples. One of the things that you're going to discover in the book of Acts is this. It started with prayer. That, that's, that's what happened. They, they met together, they prayed, and every time you see something amazing taking place, you can go back to a prayer meeting. Somebody does something that's bold and courageous, you go back to a prayer meeting. Someone uh, is a part of something and, and people are trying to, to figure out how it happened, you, you go back to a prayer meeting. Uh, the, the leaders of the day were looking and saying, look, we don't get how these unlearned people are doing what they're doing. And one of them pipes up and says, you know what? We don't know what the answer is. They're uneducated. They, they don't have wealth, but they've been with Jesus. And, and, and those were the leader's words of that day about the early Christ followers and disciples of Jesus. And we need to get back to a point where we take opportunities to pray. So we're just asking you to join us on this prayer journey, just a chapter of Acts a day, a little bit of time in prayer, and I know it will make a difference in your life. This Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock, we have a night of vision. We're going to be sharing some exciting things that are going to be taking place in 2022 uh, right here. Uh, we'll meet at 7 o'clock. We'll live stream it. Then at, at a close, at a, as we close that out, we'll move into a special business meeting that's just to uh, present the, the 2022 budget uh, and uh, get a, approval for that, answer any questions about it, uh, and move forward with that. The budget will be emailed out to you uh, well in advance of that so that you can uh, answer or, or ask any questions. We'll be able to answer those. But here's the good news, right? Uh, God is blessing in such a, an incredible way. We prepared the budget, got it all ready, and this year in your giving, as of Friday night, midnight, okay, and there'll still be more that comes in, we outgave not only 2021's proposed budget, but 2022's proposed budget, and you did that, and we're thankful for that. So in case you're wondering what the budget looks like, uh, we've already exceeded it in 2021, all right? You did that through your faithfulness, and uh, we're thrilled, and, and that is something for us to thank God for and, and just to continue to celebrate as God is, is leading and God is guiding us and uh, we're trusting him. So we want to encourage you to be here Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock, a night of vision, and uh, we'll have some time in, in, in prayer and some other things will take place and we'll share our heart for what's ahead in 2022. Well, I want to thank you for being here today and in just a couple of minutes, we're going to go ahead and sing a couple more songs. We're going to share a message today, and we're going to talk about how the gospel went viral. And, and, and that's what happened in the book of Acts. How did the gospel go viral? It, it happened through prayer. And today, we're going to talk about the priority of prayer and the difference it can make in your life and in my life. I want to ask you uh, to pray for Kathy Jackson and her family. Uh, Kathy's sister went to be with the Lord uh, earlier this week. And I uh, just want to ask you to uh, pray for her. And I want to ask you to pray for them in that family. Uh, I talked with Charlotte uh, this morning. Leon is, is still with us. Uh, he had a restless night last night. Uh, I just want to ask you to pray uh, for the Manette family during uh, this time uh, as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today, and God, we, we know that you're a good God.
we know that you have blessed beyond measure. You're doing things that only you can do, and, and Lord, we're thankful for that. And as we come together on this first Sunday of the new year, God, I pray that right now you would cause us to answer the question before we leave this place today, what is keeping us from being closer to you? What is keeping us from spending more time in your word, spending more time in prayer, talking to you more and, and sharing our faith with others more? Father, help us to identify it. And God, help us to, to move those things out of our life so that we can get closer to you, so that we can become what you want us to be. Lord, we lift those families up in, in prayer right now that are hurting, that are struggling. And Father, we just ask you to move and work in a way that only you can. And God, as we stand together in just a moment and we sing a few more songs, as we open your word, I ask that you would speak to hearts and transform lives today. God, don't let it just be information. God, let it be life transformation as we launch out into this new year. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Stand with us one more time. As we launch into this series on prayer, I want you to know that God wants the best for you. You can trust him, and through him we have victory. That's what this song is all about. Sing with me now. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Sing that again now. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory.
stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never 
morning. Father, I'm so thankful that we can lift our voices in praise to you because you are the way maker. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we proclaim that this morning. And Father, as we talk about prayer, we talk about the acts of prayer, I pray that you would just open our hearts and our minds to the message you've given John this morning. Above all that, I pray that you would give us confidence in 2022 to seek you first instead of last, making prayer a first resort instead of a last resort. So, Father, just be with us in a great way. I thank you and praise you for all that you do for us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. If you could change one thing in 2022, what would it be? Just one thing. Not, not 10 things, not 20 things, not five things. Just, just one thing. If you could just say one thing in my life is, is going to be different, what would it be? You see, when we narrow it down to, to one thing, it, it challenges our, our thought process because most of the time we all can think of multiple things that, that maybe we would like to change in our life or, or things that should be changed or, or maybe we can think of circumstances that, that ought to be different and, and we look across and, and we can identify multiple things, multiple ways, but, but let's just push all of it away and, and let's ask ourselves this, what's one thing that I would like to change, that I can change in 2022. You see, when we begin to look at that question, it causes us to analyze some priorities. What's going to be first? Who's going to be first? What's going to be second? Or who's going to be second? Third, fourth, fifth, on down the line. All of those things can be challenging things, but, but here's what we look at today as we kick off this series Acts of Prayer and the Gospel Gone Viral. We're going to discover that in the life of ordinary people, shortly after Jesus had been crucified and resurrected, that they gather and they do one thing. And it seems like in every gathering, there's one thing that, that stands out that changes them that changes their family, that changes the community that surrounds them. And it goes back to that one thing, that priority called prayer. And today, I would just encourage you to, to give serious consideration. If there's one thing that you could change, one thing that you could improve on heading into to 2022, at the outset of a, a new year, it would be this, to spend more time with God daily in prayer. Spend more time hearing from him. Spend more time listening to him because that's desperately what we need as individuals, but just as important, that's what the people around you need as well. You see, when we look at the, the life of the early church and we look at the life of Jesus, we're going to see some things that are, are very similar. You see, when we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus often prayed. When we look at the life of Jesus, spending time with the Father was a top priority. We, we look at the life of Jesus, and, and his prayer life was so different, and it stood out in such a way that the disciples didn't say, hey, would you teach us to teach like you teach? They didn't say, would you teach us to do all those incredible miracles? They, they said this, would you teach us to pray? Would you teach us to communicate with the Father like you communicate with the Father. Would you give us the secret to your prayer life? We, we notice that Jesus taught his disciples to, to pray, but we, we notice that it didn't stop there, that Jesus continued to, to go away and, and pray, and, and we notice that Jesus would often get away from the crowd, the demand of life, and begin to pray. But we also notice that, that Jesus prayed even on the cross for those that were crucifying him, for those that were kind of throwing stones at him, so to speak, Jesus was there in prayer. In the good moments and in the challenging moments, Jesus was praying. A few years ago, we, we did a series on, on prayer, and we talked about making prayer our first response, not our, our last resort. We talked about praying first and, and how prayer needed to become a, a part of our life to where prayer is our, our first response. Well, this year we want to build our, our life around prayer and we want to make a greater commitment to prayer as a church and, and we want to make a greater commitment to prayer as individuals. And as we do that, 
we take a look at Acts chapter 1. And in Acts chapter 1, here's what we discover in verse number 12. That they've just talked with Jesus. They've, they've spent some time with him. And, and here's what happens in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 12. The Bible says this. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, and Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. In verse number 14, it says this, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Jesus had given them some instruction in the verses that were prior to that, and, and what did they do? They, they didn't go back and and try and figure out all the answers themselves. They, they didn't go back and, and begin to have some other conversation. The Bible says that they went back and they continued in prayer. Some of you have a translation that, that says this, they constantly prayed. They were in constant prayer. Let, let me ask you this, to, to just think about this for, for just a moment. Continued in prayer or constantly in prayer means that they were constantly being prepared. Do you know what was happening in those verses that I, I, I just read and, and that you followed along with? God was preparing them for what's ahead. Do you know what happens when you pray, when you spend time in, in, in prayer, when, when there's time with, with God and prayer becomes a, a greater priority in your life? God is, is constantly preparing us for, for what's ahead. He's preparing us for What's next? A lot of us are, are worried about what's next. Some of us are trying to plan for what's next. Some of us are trying to, to build all the priorities around it so that we get it right and we get the outcome that we desire and that we're longing for. But when we look at the early church, here's, here's what happens. They go back, and in the midst of their meeting, the Bible says they continued in prayer. They were constant in prayer. They, they spent time in prayer. And because they were spending time in prayer, they were being prepared. Let me ask you, is your prayer time allowing God to prepare you for what's ahead? Is, is your conversation with God uh, allowing God to, to prepare your heart and and to, to do something that, that God has for you. You see, when we, when we look at, at their life, let, let's think about this for, for just a, a moment. You have Peter and you have Matthew. You have James, you have John. You, you have this, this diverse group of people. And here's what we know about every one of them. They all had given their heart and life to Jesus. And they thought they would get a different outcome than what they had experienced. They didn't dream that Jesus would, would really be crucified. Then when he rose again, they're like, wow, this is really okay. And, and now he's here, but now he's gone. And, and now they're on their own. And, and, and what life has given them is this, a series of ups and downs. They've just been on a roller coaster, so to speak. And, and what do they do? They go and they spend time in prayer because our time in prayer prepares us for what's ahead. Our time in prayer prepares us for the next moment. Why, why do you think they did that? Well, the disciples asked Jesus, would you teach us to pray? Let's take a look at the, the life of Jesus for, for just a moment. In Luke chapter 5, in verse number 12, here's what the Bible says. It says, and it happened when he was in a certain city, that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus and fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one 
but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. I want you to to get that. Verse number 15, the report went around concerning him. The him is Jesus, all the more. Great multitudes came together to hear, to be healed by him of their infirmities. Verse number 15 says, the crowds continued to come. The deaf were, were there. The lame were there. The blind wanted to see. People that had struggles in their life that they wanted to overcome, just, just are, are bombarding Jesus, and the demands are very great, and they're very concerning. Yet here's, here's what happens when we read just a little bit further in verse number 16. It says this, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. In the midst of trying to sort out who needed healed, In the midst of taking care of the weaknesses, the sickness, the struggles, the demands of life that other people were coming and saying, look, Jesus, this is too great for me. Could you help? It's as if Jesus just says, look, here's something that we have to do. We need to push away so that we can pray. All right, and if you don't remember anything else, we just gave you a simple line for you to remember. Here's what Jesus does. Jesus pushes away to pray. He, he doesn't say, look, I'm not interested in helping you. He doesn't say, I don't care about you. I don't love you. Your need's not important. He doesn't say, I'll get to you the next trip. He, he doesn't say, look, you were in line last, so you're, you're getting the short end of the deal. Nothing to that effect. All right, all the demands are there, all the struggles are there, but there's something that's very real that takes place. In the demands of life, the Son of God says, you know what? There's times where I need to go and be with the Father. And he went often. I don't know what your translation says, I don't know if it says frequently. I don't know if it, it has another word besides often. But, but here's the, the reality. Jesus separated himself often, and he went, and he talked with the Father. Why? Because prayer was a priority. When we go back and we look at the book of Acts, and in verse number 12, they get back to the upper room the first thing that they do is they give themselves to prayer. And a few short verses later, here's what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to descend. Peter's going to give a a message. And thousands of people are going to come to know Christ. And the church is born. Can I, I just suggest that if the church is birthed in a prayer meeting... Doesn't doesn't it make sense that prayer ought to be a part of the everyday life of the Christian? People that that love Jesus, people that have a, a heart for him, people that have experienced his salvation, people that have experienced his forgiveness, doesn't it make sense that it it really should be a part of our everyday life, of our everyday experience? Yet Sometimes the demands of life keep us from praying. And and sometimes the the struggles of life and the things that are competing for God's attention and affection in in our life, we, we give time and effort to those things and we don't give time and effort to the things of God. Let's just take a look and, and walk down through just a couple of things. Some some might say, okay, John, you're you're talking about prayer and you're talking about Jesus pushing away to pray. You're talking about Jesus giving some time to to prayer in his life. What is this thing called prayer all about anyway? I think it would do well for us to, to talk about that for just a moment. What is prayer? It says in verse 
Number 14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So there's, there's this crowd, and they're, they're continuing in prayer. So, so what is prayer? What is this thing that we're talking about making a priority in our life? Well, I would like to, to say first that prayer is, is communicating with God. Prayer is, is communication with God. That, that, that's a bare-bones definition, a, a simple thought process. And, and at the outset of the year, here's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting as a Christ follower, as somebody who knows Jesus, that communication with God should be top priority in your life. Because every other relationship that we have is impacted with that. I, I want to tell you something, and, and, and we don't like to, to go ahead and, and look at it. It's true in my life. It's true in, in every person's life. No, no matter who we are, we're not exempt from it. When we begin to have intense struggles in, in other relationships that, that create problems for us continually, right? It was something that, that we, we struggle with, something that we can't find answers to. The best thing for us to do is to go back to our relationship with God and make certain that our relationship with God is what it needs to be, that it is healthy to let God communicate with us so that we can make the changes that might need to be made. What did Jesus do? He pushed away from the crowds, the sick, the demands of life, all the pressures, so that he could go and communicate with the Father. Let me ask you just a, a simple question. What demands of life are keeping you from communicating with the Father? What, what demands of life are keeping you from getting closer to the Father. So, some people would say, John, I, I really would like to pray, but I just don't have time. You know, Jesus had 24 hours in a day just like we have. And Jesus had pressures of life and people coming to him and saying, could you heal me? And could you do that little thing for me that you did for the guy down the street? You remember, could, could you do that for me? And Jesus just begins to say, look, I, I need to go and, and I need to pray. You see, we will do what we really want to do. We will do what we're committed to do. We will do what becomes a priority in our life. And when we look at the life of Jesus, prayer was a priority and he communicated with God. What does that mean, communication with God? It means first and foremost that it's centered on relationship. When you look at the word continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, it means together. Together they, they had a time of prayer and it was even an organized request and it was based off of relationship, offering it up to the Father, offering their, their prayers up to the Lord. You say, why, why does God allow that to happen? You know, the Bible says that he welcomes us into his presence because we're his children. So if you know Christ as your Savior, you're his child. And, and here's what, what happens according to Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 6. It says, because you are sons, he, he sent his spirit into your heart, into your life, crying, Abba, Father. He gives you a desire to go and to communicate with him. Now, I know that we could talk about prayer in a, in a lot of different ways, and we could give it many number of things, but, but just trust me on this and hear me and stay with me for just a few more minutes. Okay, prayer is communication with God. It doesn't have to be extremely fancy. It doesn't have to be a big flowery vocabulary. It's just communication with God. And it's literally coming to him and saying, okay, because you're my father, I want to talk with you. Because you're my father, I can trust you. Because you're my father, I know that you love me. You see, sometimes... In our life, we let 
the relationship struggles that maybe we have in this life with, with others keep us from the Father. If we don't have a, a good relationship with our earthly father, sometimes people say, wow, how could my heavenly father love me? I've got all these problems. I've got all these struggles. I want to tell you something. Our heavenly father is perfect. Our heavenly father is love. And our heavenly father wants nothing more than for you to come unto him. And to begin that process of talking to him as a father does with his child who is dependent upon him. Prayer is, is communication. And some of us are hesitant to pray because we're afraid we're going to get it wrong. I want to tell you something. The way to get prayer wrong is to not do it. That's it. That's it. So some people seem like they, they have a gift of prayer, right? You, you've, you've heard th those people. And, and, and it seems like all the words just kind of flow right off, right? Sometimes that's just because they, they do it. It's not because they're super smart. It's not because they're, they're super spiritual and know way more than, than we do. It's just because they do it. Prayer, prayer is a part of, of who they are. And today, as we set off on a, a new year, I, I want to encourage you to realize that prayer is communication with God, but, but there's, there's a second part of that that we need to, to get down, and, and, and one of the, the realities that we need to, to get is, is this, prayer is God listening to us. Prayer is communication with God, but prayer is God listening to us. In Proverbs chapter 15, and verse number 8, it says, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. Think about this for just a moment. When, when those people who had struggles and problems, when, when they had issues of life, Peter, you remember Peter, the, the guy that, that told Jesus he didn't know what he was talking about? You remember Matthew? He, he's, he's listed in Acts 1. He's, he's there. He, he was the tax collector. He was the guy that, that nobody in society liked, yet, yet he becomes a Christ follower. And what does the Bible say as they continued in prayer? What does the Bible say that the Lord loved listening to them? That word delight means that he enjoys it, and, and it means it's a priority. Think about this for just a moment. The, the guy who created the heavens and the earth, the Lord of all, the one that we can look at as our father. He put it all together. He controls everything. Here's a reality. It says that he longs to have communication and listen to you. You ever feel like nobody listens to you? I mean, I think we've all been in a situation like that before. You got a problem, you got a struggle, you got a circumstance, and, and, and you just say, man, if someone would just listen. Do you know what the Bible says about God? It says that he wants to listen to you. He delights in listening to you. So when, when the early church gathered, they met in prayer. And they said, God, here we are. Did you know what happened? God was excited and said, look, my children want to talk to me. My, my children want to have conversation. You see, God listens to us. And for just a moment, I want you to think about the fact that we have the opportunity to have the attention, the affection, and the abilities of God focused on us. That's what prayer really is. An opportunity for us to be able to say, God, here I am. I, I, I've got some things going on, and I just, I just want to share those things with you. It's an opportunity for you. It's an opportunity for me because it's based on a relationship with him. You see, prayer is communication with God. Prayer is God listening to us, but prayer is listening to God. Prayer is listening 
to God. What, what do I mean by that? I, I want you to listen to, to this thought, this, this simple truth. It says, the two most important personal spiritual disciplines are the intake of the word of God in prayer and in that order. For it is much more important for us to hear from God through his word than for God to hear from us in prayer. But why is prayer so important? John Piper says it this way. Prayer is God's way of bringing our priorities into line with his. You see, when we begin to, to realize that prayer is an opportunity to communicate with God, it's God listening to us, but, but it's us listening to God. We, we come to a, a place where we ask ourselves this question. What if we spent more time seeking his spirit in prayer than just a solution? Because some of us struggle in our prayer life and talking with God because we only want something from God. We just want the solution from God. We don't want to, to be completely dependent upon him. We want a solution from God. We want him to, to straighten somebody else out, not help us to grow to, to be more like him. So, so what is listening to God? Listening to God involves hearing his word. It, it involves hearing his spirit. It involves responding. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 10 and verse number 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And here's what he wraps that up with. And they follow me. You see, prayer is communicating with God and prayer, prayer is God listening to us. But I think the most important thing is prayer is you and I listening to God. Because in the book of Acts, one of the things we're going to see is they met and they prayed continually. And over and over and over, they responded to the direction that God had for them. They responded to what God was doing in their life. Why don't we spend more time in, in prayer? What, what keeps us from praying or why is prayer not more of a priority in our life? Well, I think we could probably say because prayer is often more about ritual than relationship. It's just more about ritual than relationship. We do it out of, out of habit. It's something that is done at, at church, but, but it's not something that we, we do to, to count on God daily. May, maybe it's, it's this. Maybe it's easy not to pray, and nobody else knows. You ever stop to think about that? Maybe sometimes we don't spend more time in prayer because nobody really knows but us. It's just, it's just us. Nobody else can really look and, and know whether we've spent more time in, in prayer or not. It's, it's just us. Because nobody's really going to know. I often wonder how that would impact our, our life, what that would do in our life and, and how we might be different if we knew, oh, okay, other people are going to know whether I've spent time with, with God or not. And here's the reality. Can, can I just tell you? Other people are going to know if we spend time with God or not. And you say, how do you know that? Because as we go into the book of Acts and look a little further in just a few weeks, one of the things we're gonna discover is the leaders looked and they said, wow, these guys are not educated men. The only explanation for what's going on is they've spent time with Jesus. You see, what works its way into our life will work its way out in our life. And as prayer works into our heart, as prayer works into our life, it will work its way out in our relationships, the things we do, how we talk, how we interact. See, why is prayer not always more of a priority? It's often more about ritual than relationship. Maybe it's easy not to pray because others don't know. Maybe it's just this, we're just too busy with the demands of life the struggles of life, the issues of life that we miss out on one of the greatest opportunities of the Christian life, and, and that's prayer. 
Let, let me just ask you a, a question today. And it's real simple. I've already asked it. I've asked it multiple times. What's, what's keeping you from investing more time with God? What, what, what's keeping you from spending more time with him? Talking with him? Learning more about his word? What, what is it that is, that is keeping you from that? Jesus lived a perfect life. And Jesus pushed away from the demands, the struggles, and, and he said, I'm going to go, and I'm going to pray. Maybe sometimes in life, the, the answer is not for you and I to become busier. Maybe the answer is, is not for us to say, okay, I need to take on more. Maybe instead of saying no to Jesus and time with him, maybe we need to say no to some other things, to some other demands. What was, was healing people a good thing? Absolutely. But there was a point in that passage of scripture where Jesus said, I'm going to push away and I'm going to go pray. Sometimes we're saying yes to some really good things, but we're missing out on the best thing. You remember that story? Jesus and Martha and Mary. We've got a picture of one sitting at the feet of Jesus, and another running around serving and, and busy doing good things. And Jesus says, wow, there's only one thing that's needful, and that's time with me. And sometimes we need to evaluate our life and honestly say, what is keeping me from spending more time with Jesus? And here's what we're going to discover if we're honest, it's going to be ourself. I, I might say, you know what, you know what, my, my, my kids are involved in so much, I've just, I've just got so, so much to do, I, I can't spend any more time with God because I've got to take them places and I've got to do things for them. Hey, that's great. You know what, I have kids, they're my responsibility. I'm supposed to take care of them, I'm supposed to be involved in their life, but maybe at some point in time, as a parent, I have to say, look, you know what? My number one responsibility is to help them know Jesus. So, so maybe I need to say no to some other things that are running my life with them and say, no, uh-uh, Jesus has to, to be a priority. And I've got to spend time with, with him. May, maybe the corner office and, and the effort to stay late and show up early and get the promotion, and get the success, maybe, maybe that's edging God out in your life. And honestly, maybe, maybe it's time just to say, look, that's a choice that I've made, and God, that's keeping me from spending more time with you. Uh, I want to tell you, as, as we go a little bit further in the book of Acts, we're going to find over and over and over that they were praying, and continually they prayed. And as we start out the new year, I'm just asking you to do this. To, to make your relationship with God top priority. Make your relationship with God more important than your spouse. Make your relationship with God more important than your children. Make your relationship with God more important than anything else on the face of the earth. Why? Because your time with him will impact everything else that happens in your life. And the early church got together, and in Acts chapter 1, they said, we're going to pray. And when they prayed, their life began to change. The world began to change. And in a few short weeks, months, and years, the world was turned upside down. And every time, through 28 chapters in the book of Acts, and as you see the book of Acts influencing places like Corinth and Philippi and, and other churches that come out of that movement in that period, here's what you find. You find prayer not just taking place with those early disciples that we know as Matthew and Peter and James and John, but it's spreading throughout the world. It changed their life 
It'll change your life. Maybe you're looking honestly and, and, and you would say, John, what, what's prayer going to do for my marriage? I want to tell you this. Pray with your spouse on a daily basis. I promise you, you both begin to gain a greater heart for God and a greater heart for each other. Pray with your kids. Not after there's a problem, before there's a problem. Not after the day is done, but before the day is done to, to help them walk through life. Pray before you get there. We're going to talk about that in a, a couple of weeks. Praying before we get there. Why? Because it matters. As we step out into a new year, we find ourselves on the second day. I want to ask you, would you make God top priority in your life and become a person of prayer? Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? Today, I want to ask you, are you certain that you know Christ as your Savior? Are you certain there's been a time where you have said, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior? If there's never been that time, I want to encourage you today, right where you are, to honestly evaluate your life and to take an inventory that goes something like this. Do, do I believe that I'm a sinner? That I've missed God's mark of perfection? If the answer to that is yes, you're heading in the right direction. The next question is, do I believe the best to know how that Jesus died on the cross for my sin, that he was buried and that he rose again? If you're willing to believe that by faith, the next step, if you've never done it, is simply to invite Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your Savior. And it just looks or sounds something like this. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins, and I'm asking you to be my Savior. I'm asking you to help me live my life for you. Today, if you've never prayed a prayer like that, but you would like to, just pray a simple prayer like that. Right here, right now. Don't, don't wait. Don't do it when you get home. Don't do it at a, at a later time. Just do it right now. Dear Jesus, the best I know how, I'm telling you that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior, and I'm asking you to be my Savior right here today. If you pray a prayer like that and you mean it, here's what we want to do. We want to help you get to know Jesus we want to help you know the plan that he has for your life. So let us know. Let us know how we can pray with you and for you in the coming days. Let us know that you've trusted Christ as your Savior so that we can help you learn more about the incredible purpose and plan that God has. Maybe you're here today and you say, John, I already know Christ is my Savior, but honestly... As we just kind of push everything away today, and as I think about what's one thing that needs to change, maybe you would say in 2022, the one thing that needs to change in, in my life is my relationship with God, my time with God, spending time in prayer, spending time in his word. Maybe that's your prayer today. Maybe it's, Lord, help me. Help me to listen to you to talk with you, to respond to you. And I want to give you a moment right where you're at to make your prayer, to make your commitment, to say, hey, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is the one thing. This is my prayer to you, Lord. Father, as others are offering up their prayer, I offer up this prayer. Father, I ask that in the days ahead that you'll help us to become greater prayer warriors for you. God, that you'll help us to be bold and courageous, to stand when it would be easier to walk in a different direction. 
to hold on to your truth and to be exactly what you want us to be in this place that you have planted us. God, I pray that the prayers that are offered throughout this year would not just center on us, but Father, they would center on you working in and through us. That we would put ourselves at your disposal. God, that we would take our life and say we want to be used by you and for you. Father, as we begin this time and acts together, I pray that you'll help us to read one chapter a day. It's literally just five to six minutes at most in, in most of the chapters. Help us to invest that time with you, to talk to you, and God, to live our life in a way that honors you and to make prayer a priority. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. I want to thank you for Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried, and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're a part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.